0: Of, with all due respect, strong opinions. Welcome to another episode of With All Due Respect, the podcast that is shocked, shocked to find there is gambling going on in here. Uh, here are your winnings, sir. Greetings, I'm Andrew Haukrow, your humble host for this 15-minute thrill ride. With me, as always, is my main man, my chief collaborator, and the co-host with the most, Mr. Van Sanders. Van, what's the good word for the day? You know, I'm getting a little excited about... Things that we have going on behind the scene, preparing for the future of the show. Uh, We have some cool stuff in store. Don't want to say too much, but I'm kind of excited. Yes, yes, yes. We here at With All Due Respect believe religiously that even if you are on the right track, you're going to get run over if you just sit there. So Van and I ain't sitting here. We are moving on down the track. Our next episode, our 25th episode, we will announce some exciting changes to this show. We want to keep improving the listener experience, and we feel our program changes will do just that. As always, I'd like to thank the Anchorage Daily News for hosting this podcast on their platform and remind listeners that the very strong opinions you hear on this show are mine and mine alone and in no way, shape, or form represent the opinions of the Anchorage Daily News or their employees. Today on With All Due Respects, in politics, new polling numbers are out on Alaska's 2022 U.S. Senate race. We'll break down the approval ratings of both Lisa Murkowski and her challenger, Kelly Chewbacca, and we'll take a look at two things. We'll look at a head-to-head matchup and how that polls out, and we'll look at what three rounds of ranked choice voting looks like. In entertainment, we review a book of timeless life lessons from one of the most adorable bears ever to get his head stuck in a jar of honey. That aside, of course, the guy's got some dynamite rules to live by. And in closing comments, I believe we found out why Mayor Bronson's initial homeless proposal was so poorly drafted. The brothers facing an $80,000 campaign violation for lack of accounting. Well, that says a lot about his homeless proposal. All of this in under 13 minutes. So let's get going by talking some politics now for some politics. politics. This past week, new polling data was released on the 2022 Alaska U.S. Senate race. We all know that everyone in the country is going to be looking at this race. So we're going to take a look under the hood 15 months out. So let's start with each candidate's approval ratings. Right now, Lisa Murkowski, our current incumbent U.S. Senator, is polling at a 42 positive, 37 negative. This is a dramatic reversal. Over a year ago, Lisa Murkowski's positive negatives were upside down. She was at a 46 negative, a 38 positive. Those of us who follow politics and remember last summer, it's not surprising. For Murkowski's Republican opponent, Kelly Shabaka, her approval ratings represent the fact that she just doesn't have great name ID so far. A poll taken three months ago, showed Kelly Chewbacca at a 7 positive, 7 negative. Since then, her name recognition has increased and for the most part has been positive as now she sits at a 27 positive, a 20 negative. Now, let's take a look at who supports each candidate. First, we'll go into gender and education, and then we'll spend some time talking about the location. What part of Alaska supports what candidate? Okay, for Lisa Murkowski, her strong categories, or strong demos are men. She's plus 24 in men. She is plus 20 in Alaskans under age fifty. She is plus four in Alaskans over age 50. She is plus one with those with no college degree, and she is plus 24 with those with a college degree. Switching gears and looking at Kelly Shabaka, there is only one demographic that Shibaka leads Murkowski in, and that is women. Shibaka currently holds a 0.3 advantage with women, according to the poll. Now, let's take a look at geographic layout. Where is Murkowski strongest? Murkowski is strongest in those areas. She's always been strongest. Kodiak, Ketchikan, she's a plus 62. Juno, she's a plus 56. Anchorage, she is a plus 28. Fairbanks, she is a plus 5. For Shabaka, there are two very core conservative regions that are going to be her heartland. The first, the Matsu Valley. She's plus 37 in the Matsu Valley and in Kenai. Kenai, she's plus 58. Certainly, those two do not surprise anybody. Kenai and the Matsu are two of the most conservative heartlands in Alaska. So, again, not surprising. Murkowski, strong in those areas. She's always been strong. Shabaka strong in those areas you would think a very conservative candidate would be in. Now, let's get to the main event. What about a head-to-head matchup between U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski and her opponent Kelly Shabaka if the election was held today? According to the poll... And I will qualify once again. This poll is a snapshot in time, nothing more, nothing less. There is over 15 months until the general election, and a lot can happen in 15 months. So, given the fact that Alaska now has ranked choice voting, what does a scenario look like? What does a scenario look like where you have Murkowski, Shabaka, a named Democrat, and a named Independent? Well, the pollster ran that mix. And how it works out is in the first two rounds, two of the candidates, the Democrat and the Alaska Independent, would drop out. That would leave Murkowski and Chewbacca in the final round of rank-choice voting, which, at the end of the day, according to the poll, Murkowski would beat Chewbacca 56-40, a gap of 16 points. Again... This is just simply a poll, a snapshot that's taken in time 15 months out before the general election. So we need to remember that. One thing these poll results do show is it basically is a confirmation of what we all thought. With ranked choice voting, Alaskans get a better shot at a winning candidate, right? I mean, that's what ranked choice voting is. At the end of the day, getting a candidate with a majority of votes. So even though you go through three rounds of RCV, at the end of the day, you get a candidate elected with a majority of the vote. If we were operating under the old system, as we did, say, two, four years ago, there is no way that U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski could emerge from a closed Republican primary. This is the reason why conservatives so strongly oppose ranked choice voting. What ranked choice voting does is it takes the decision of who stands on the the general election ballot out of the hands of the Republican Party and puts it into the hands of the public where it should be. One of the things that's not surprising is the fact that the far right has glommed on to Kelly Shabaka. As we talked about in previous episode, Shabaka moved to Alaska in 2018, only after Governor Mike Dunleavy got elected and only after she sensed a Trump tide change. Kelly Shabaka is only here because she wants to run against Lisa Murkowski. Kelly Shabaka has never shown an interest in this state. She's never invested in this state. And so far in her initial campaign, she shows all the qualities of somebody who has no clue why they're running other than just simply political reasons. In my mind, Kelly Shabaka is nothing more than an opportunist, and I believe over the next 15 months, Alaskans who have watched Lisa Murkowski lead this state for 20 years. And whether you've agreed with her or not, know that she's a true Alaskan with the true best interest of Alaskans at heart. Meanwhile, her opponent Kelly Shabaka, will continue to show that she's really nothing more than a shallow political opportunist who is here because she believed that in the age of Trump, she had a chance against Lisa Murkowski. However, I have full faith and confidence that in the next 15 months, Alaskans will see the difference and see that Lisa Murkowski has been a leader for Alaska for decades and replacing her with a shallow political opportunist is not in the best interest of Alaska. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. And now, entertainment. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk some entertainment. Over the last 23 podcasts, we have reviewed several books covering Mindfulness, Coco Chanel, Frank Sinatra, and several others. But today's suggestion is a little different. Featuring favorite quotes from the original text, this book offers wisdom for everyone. Wisdom that has been gained by our protagonist the hard way. With chapters entitled For Your Inner Bear, For Those Bothersome Days, and For When You're in a Tight Spot, this book is the perfect means to inspire smiles and offer encouragement. Ladies and gentlemen, I personally keep this book in my nightstand drawer. At the end of a tough day, I read a short chapter, put life into perspective while putting a huge smile on my face. The book is called Positively Pooh, Timeless Wisdom from Pooh. Written by A.A. Mill and Ernest Shepard, if you grew up as a child with warm memories of Winnie the Pooh and now as an adult feel you could use some more Winnie the Pooh warm memories, this book is definitely for you. Winnie the Pooh is still here for you. The book, again, is called Positively Pooh, Timeless Wisdom from Pooh. It's a great book to even just keep on your bookshelf, because even when you just see it sitting there, it will make you feel good without even opening the cover. In closing comments, recently we questioned how Mayor Bronson's homeless shelter proposal made it out the front doors of City Hall. The proposal was riddled with holes and lacked any accountability measures for taxpayers. This week we got a good indication why. The Alaska Public Offices Commission, the nice people who enforce campaign laws to ensure candidates remain accountable, levied a whopping $52,650 fine against Mayor Dave Bronson's campaign for failing to report on campaign debts like $80,000 to an outside political consultant. Bronson, who won election by the slightest of margins, misled both regulators and the public until after the election. The reporting violations were some of the worst and most egregious I've ever seen, and the fine is one of the biggest I've ever seen. So, the fact that the Bronson administration had a campaign that had no accountability... He surrounded himself with people who had no idea about the legal importance of campaign accountability, combined with his recent shelter proposal that lacked any accountability, should be something the Assembly should be mindful of when evaluating his financial proposals. There is the music, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what that means new episodes are up Monday and Thursday and as always we try and keep them under 15 minutes. Van, how about throwing us your website details? Thanks Andrew. Yeah, if you visit brand.com, that's A-B-O-D-A-B-O B-R-A-N-D dot you can see a little bit more about what I do and uh, touch base with me. Alright ladies and gentlemen, that is our time and we thank you for yours.